This is episode 303 of the AWS podcast, released on March 17, 2019. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS podcast. Simon Lisher here with you. Great to have you back, and I'm joined all the way from, well, I would say the sunny UK, but I know that's unlikely to be true, by Philip Fitzsimons, but far better known as Fitz, particularly when I try to find him on email. Welcome to the podcast, Fitz. Hi, Simon. How are you doing? It's actually a sunny uh, 60 degrees Fahrenheit here, so it's actually pretty warm considering it's going to be winter. Well, there you go. I, I expect all all people out, you know, T-shirts and, and often without T-shirts, um, just sunning themselves in that balmy, warm, hot heatwave weather. <laughs> Good for warm, you. With warm beer, yeah. <laughs> For the, for those of you who are not familiar with the uh, traditional good-natured rivalry between the uh, the English and the Australians, welcome. <laughs> we do this all the time. Uh, so so Fitz is, is a, a regular visitor to the podcast because he looks after a really significant customer program here at AWS, which is something called Well Architected. And there's been some really great changes in terms of how customers can take advantage of the Well Architected capability from a tooling standpoint – and we'll talk about that in a moment. But before that, maybe Fitz, let's talk about what the purpose of Well Architected is and where it came from, and then we'll we'll dive into what's available to customers now. Sure. So, Well Architected started all the way back in 2012, and really was about trying to understand, you know, how do we help people know if they're following best practices or not? So, if you're building modern architectures, be those on AWS or hybrid or on-premises. How do you understand if that architecture is following best practice and how do you measure your architecture against those best practices? So at the most fundamental level, well architected is, is about helping you answer the question, you know, is this architecture built following best practice? Um, and if not, how do I improve that architecture so that I can take advantage of those best practices so that I can spend more time adding value rather than firefighting? And I think the use of that phrase best practice is an interesting one because certainly throughout the lifetime of, of well architected and certainly in architectural practice in general, the, these practices change and they have different nuances and what was quote unquote good or the best uh, a year ago is now replaced by something better. And, and this framework is really built to to, to not just to- tolerate those types of changes, but but roll them in and celebrate them. So maybe talk about that, the review process that you and the team go through on a regular basis to, to expand what well architected covers. Yeah, so I think, you know, you, you're completely correct in stating that well architected is not a fixed point in time. We continue to evolve those best practices. So we use uh, the Kaizen process, which uh, basically means small improvement. Um, and what we do is we look at the well architected framework and we look at the the feedback we're getting from customers and from our field teams like solutions architects and post-serve consultants in the field. And, and technical account managers working with customers and really trying to understand um, what's working well for people, what's not working so well, uh, look at the data in terms of what trends we're seeing. And so then we use uh, the Kaizen process to look at that and try and work out how do we improve uh, the well-architected framework. And what that really means is that probably, you know, four to five times a year, we'll do a major update to the framework where we will evolve the questions we're asking and the best practices that we've identified. And that really is because one, obviously AWS continues to innovate and release new services and features that help people to build um, better architectures. But also we see customers finding ways to use those uh, services and features to innovate. So when we see that, we look to see those emerging best practices and try to codify them. So really one way to think about well-architected and what my team does is that 
we're there trying to curate what the best practices that are being discovered in the wild um, and see if we can find data that supports that and then turn that into an update to the framework, which we can then deliver to our teams and our customers as well. Yeah, that, that feedback loop is just so powerful. And, and I know that you uh, you gather architects and ProServe folks and, and others who are constantly in the field with customers on, on that regular basis. And you all fly in together and have a have a big powwow. And uh, it's, it's kind of interesting because you have a lot of people who have a lot of uh, passionate views of what they see working and not working with their customers. And then there's also nuances about are they are they a more traditional architecture? Are they a serverless architecture? Are they in particular regions? There's lots of lots of inputs. And these come out through the pillars of well-architected. So maybe this is a good point to, to take us through what those pillars are at the moment. Yeah, so um, the pillars of well-architected, we started off with four pillars. So we started off with security, reliability, performance, and cost. And we picked those pillars um, because those are the ones that we saw where people were having issues with thinking about, you know, what are the best practices there? How have those best practices changed from moving to the cloud? Um, And one of the things that we've observed, and, you know, we added operational excellence as the fifth pillar to cope with this, is that we saw that when people try to reach high levels of maturity in any of those pillars, that if you don't have good operational excellence, it can be really hard to achieve those high levels of security or reliability, for example. So, Um, The pillars allow you to focus on a particular area such as security and to have a set of questions that help you to understand, you know, what your architecture is doing, the decisions you've made. But it also provides you with design principles around security. So how to think about that. And we do that across all of the five pillars. So really to give you an understanding of your architecture from five different perspectives. So rather than just looking at an architecture as being a here's my design time and runtime. Um, from like one particular viewpoint in terms of like penetration testing, well, architect it is allowing you to understand your architecture from those five different viewpoints. And of course, those things work together and you have to make decisions about how you prioritize. So for some architectures, you may prioritize reliability over performance, or you may do it the other way around for another um, architecture. And so understanding that and understanding the balance between the pillars is a key decision in your architecture as to what you're going to prioritize. Definitely. And in the, in the past, we've always made the concepts that we talk about in, in Well Architected freely and publicly available. So you could always download the white paper and, and understand each of the pillars and you could apply the questions yourself. However, we found that customers liked having a more structured approach. And in the past, at least before uh, reInvent 2018, to do that, you had to engage with your friendly local AWS solution architect and uh, she or he would come in and have a meeting with you and you'd work through a tool and get a nice report, et cetera. And that was great. And customers really liked that. However, we realized that, well, that only scales so far. So um, you decided to work with the team to get it available in the console. So tell us about that, because that was a, a pretty big change. Yeah. So up until then, well, architected is something that, you know, from a customer perspective was something we shared as a set of documents but it was something that, you know, you would have to have sit down with uh, somebody from AWS to actually do a review of your architectures. And as you mentioned, generally, that would be with an AWS solutions architect. But of course, solutions architects, you know, are only available for a certain amount of time. Uh, doing these reviews is best effort. And having to work around them and their schedules is, you know, it's, it's not something that we all want to do as technologists. So um, we really looked at how do we give customers more choice as to when they can review their architectures but also given the ability to do those reviews much more often and much more frequently, which was a a key piece of feedback that we had. 
Um, so at reInvent this year, we actually launched a, a service, the Well-Architected Tool, which allows you to do the review of your architecture for free in the AWS console. And the idea really of this is to give you choice as to when you can do your reviews. So in this self-service model, you can go into the AWS console, you can uh, select the Well-Architected Tool, and then you can create a workload. When you define a workload, you're effectively defining an architecture that you're interested in that you're either going to be running on AWS or thinking about running. And then you can use the well-architected tool to step through the structured process for reviewing an architecture and go through answering the questions and record the design decisions you've made for your architecture. And what we see there really is a number of things. One is that it gives you a consistent process for reviewing architectures. Uh, my experience in enterprises, and I'm sure it's true for most people, is that when there's been review processes, they're not always done consistently. Uh, sometimes it depends on the person doing the review, what happened to their favorite uh, soccer team or football team the night before, or just because that person was more interested in a particular area. So maybe they came from a security background. They weren't necessarily as consistent with it. With the well-architected tool, you have that consistency where you're going to cover all five of the um, pillars and you're going to answer the questions in a consistent manner. So that allows you to then have one place where you can create a portfolio of your workloads that you're running in the cloud and record the design decisions you're making. So you end up really with two key valuable assets out of that. One is that you've got one place where you've got those five different perspectives on your workload and you can understand what the risks are in your architectures and you can then make informed decisions about how you want to respond to those, uh, thinking about prioritizing features over um, reducing your risk profile. But also you have somewhere where you're actually documenting your design decisions. One of the pieces of feedback I get a lot from customers is that uh, before the well-architected tool, they really didn't have one place where they could record the design decisions they'd made for an architecture. And so constantly it was a kind of a game of catch up for everyone to try and work out for a particular architecture, whether certain things had been done or not. So the well-architected tool uh, went GA at reInvent, uh, actually um, featured in Werner Vogel's keynote. Um, and customers can use it basically to create a portfolio of workloads where they can review those architectures and then they can keep those up to date over time and see how those architectures are changing. And the data for those reviews, they live in the customer's AWS account. So this is uh, customer-owned uh, data, customer-managed data stored in their own AWS account. Exactly. So uh, just like uh, S3 has buckets, the well-architected tool has workloads. So that has an, an ARN, an Amazon resource number. And you can use that to reference your workload and to assign IAM uh, policies against that. So that really allows you as a customer to have full control of the information, which was another key piece of feedback. When solutions architects were doing reviews before, they would review your architecture in an internal tool. And then when we went away from that meeting, you had as a customer a PDF report of the workload, but you didn't have any of the information behind it. With the well-architected tool, when you do the review, all of that information is being held in your AWS account, which means you get to control who has access to it, and you can use that information across your teams to look at how your architectures are changing over time without having to constantly go back to a solutions architect to ask for you know, an updated version of the PDF or whatever it would be. Exactly. You own it. And just to emphasize, the, the pricing is my favorite price for most things, which is free. It's completely free. You can create as many of these as you like because we want people to build good solid architectures and have a repository of information about those architectures. So this was this was never something we wanted to charge for. And we never charged for it when we used uh, did it through solution architecture either. This is this is something that makes customers 
able to build better architectures, isn't it? Yeah, and this, uh, you know, really for me resonates. Um, it's a Amazon uh, leadership principle thinking about customer obsession. And this is really what this is all about, is how do we help customers have good outcomes when they're building architectures? So uh, building a system which allows you to learn best practice, measure your architectures and know how to improve it, that should lead to outcomes where customers can improve their architectures out of, over time, which means they have better outcomes. And customers who have better outcomes should be more successful in business and therefore will continue to trade with Amazon over time. And that's really what we're trying to do is to help customers be successful so we can show them uh, the value we're adding and maintain a long-term relationship with them as they are successful. Exactly. It's that real virtuous cycle that's going on there. And one of the big things is beyond the tool, and I know, look, we all like talking about tools and it would have been exciting to build it, et cetera, but the bigger impact that I've seen with customers is their own processes and building the concept of doing a well-architected review into multiple layers in their architectural design process. And it'd be interesting, Fitz, to hear what you're seeing globally, because certainly from an Australian perspective, we're seeing customers who are doing well-architected at very distinct points in their development life cycle. So they're doing them early on when the sort of framing of a design is started, then they're doing it in the midpoint, and they're also doing it prior to release. So they're using it as kind of a, a gating point to make sure that, you know, things haven't slipped or they haven't missed things, et cetera. It's, it's really built a, a level of uh, robustness into that process whilst not slowing them down. What are you seeing from a process perspective where well architected is being integrated into the overall governance and development process of, of customers globally? Yeah, so I think, you know, we, we see a really strong uh, trend of people treating when they're building systems more as uh, products than projects. So people uh, build solutions that they want to evolve over time. And so being able to, you know, review your architecture as it evolves throughout the full product lifecycle. So, you know, from the point of having a design on a napkin or a whiteboard, being able to start to think about, you know, how are we architecting this? Have we thought about the different pillars? Uh, definitely influences your architecture. And then as it evolves and becomes closer to your first launch, then using that well-architected process is a way to understand, you know, what kind of risks are you taking into production and using that as part of your governance process to work out whether you want to accept that into production or not. Because obviously in regulatory environments or uh, environments where you have a low risk threshold, you may decide that those workloads can't go into production unless they meet a certain quality bar, which, of course, well architected gives you, in effect, an independent way of measuring your architecture. So uh, probably a key way we're seeing customers use well architected is part of that launch cycle. So as you come close to launching something, using the well architected review as part of the uh, inputs into a governance process to decide when it goes live. But I think also the big thing we've been seeing is that people will often review their architecture for the first time and, and understand an awful lot about how that architecture is working. But the other thing we're seeing now is people moving to a much more continuous process where rather than having a big review cycle, what they'll do is as they identify areas in their architecture they're changing, they'll make those changes, release those, and then go and update uh, the answer that's affected by in the well-architected tool. And the well-architected tool has this concept of milestones where you can record uh, points in time in your architecture and it will show you how your architecture has improved over that period of time. So uh, one of the pieces of feedback I've had multiple times now is that technology teams have been using the concept of milestones um, to be able to demonstrate to their business the value that they're bringing to the business as they improve their architecture against an independent measure like well-architected. 
It's fascinating to see how the uh, the structure of uh, review has changed in line with, with the technology changes too. And one of the other concepts I think is really interesting in, in well architecture that sort of was an emergent uh, pattern that we started to see and, and had to give a name to was a concept of the lens within uh, the well architected framework. So maybe explain to us what, what these lenses are. Yeah, so um, as you said, I mean, we really focus on, you know, trying to work out how we ask questions about architectures to understand are they following best practice or not? You know, whether I'm building an architecture or whether you're building an architecture, Simon, that, the, the question there is, how do I understand that? So we had a set of questions that we had started off with in uh, 2012 that we'd evolved over time. Um, and when we started to see that there were some use cases where those questions and the best practices we were suggesting were not always the right thing to be saying. Um, and probably the, the the poster child for this would be high-performance computing. Um, there are high-performance computing situations where you have many nodes that are very chatty. Um, and the existing framework would have said to you that to increase reliability of that, you need to put that across multiple availability zones. So as you know, we have these four isolation capabilities in um, AZs, which allows you to span your infrastructure across multiple AZs so that if something happens in one of them, that you're limiting the blast radius of any issue. But with something like HPC, that advice can often go counter to what you'd expect. Uh, in a very chatty HPC solution, uh, by going across multiple AZ, you can actually increase uh, the cost of running that workload and reduce its reliability because it's so codependent upon the other nodes. So for those kind of workloads, you actually need to think about running those in one AZ, but having the ability to bring them up in another AZ um, automatically when you need to. And so because we saw this situation and we saw it as well in serverless and we, we started to see it in IoT as well, we came up with the idea of a lens. And really the idea behind this is that you focus on your architecture from a different perspective. So in the case of serverless or HPC, you're looking at architectures and considering how you might achieve reliability or security very differently from a normal workload. And so the idea is that if, you're, if you've got a workload, which is one of those cases, you can use a lens which allows you to have a set of best practices and questions that are more tailored towards those. So as you get different types of architectures, we create lenses in order to make sure that we have a framework which is still useful to you and is giving you the best advice for that kind of architecture. I think it's really interesting because it really does cater for that classic architectural conversation of the it depends. <laughs> the lens is when you, when you say <laughs> yeah. it depends, that's when the lens starts to come out. <laughs> and so, uh, so what are some 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 getting started tips and some pro tips as well that you can share about getting the most out of well architected? Yeah, so I mean, I think there's a there's a whole bunch of things. I think the the first thing is that I wouldn't treat well architected as a process as being a high ceremony type thing. I think first of all, I would just dive straight in and and review a workload that you have. We've specifically built the well-architected tool to be an educational product. So as you're going through the process of creating your workloads and trying to answer the questions, we've created helpful resources such as video clips where um, experts will explain to you how Amazon thinks about these concepts and why we think this question is important. We also provide you with inline glossary and explanations of how uh, to think about this particular area and explain any technical terms we're using. And we also provide you with improvement plans to suggest how we would tackle this particular question. So the first thing I'd say is actually, like with most things on AWS, just dive straight in and start using it and get some experience around using it. That would be my first piece of advice is, um, you know, there is an awful lot of, uh, you know, friction sometimes in, in onboarding something new. 
And with something like well-architected, the best thing you're going to do is be able to use it straight away because that's going to help you understand what kind of things you can use it for. The next thing I'd say is that we've produced um, the well-architected framework, which is a white paper that you can read online. You can also um, use it in the tool, so it's integrated into the tool directly. And we also have that available as Kindle. But we, what we've also done is we've also created a set of white papers on each of the pillars specifically. And in there, we put the specific advice about how we think about those topics. So for example, if you read the reliability paper, it has a whole bunch of information about how Amazon thinks about architecture for reliability. So we talk about concepts such as recovery-oriented computed and other concepts like that that helps you to understand how to build architectures that can take advantage of all the features and capabilities of AWS. So the other piece of advice I'd give to people is to read the pillar white papers because they have a lot of details that we've created from the experts in the field about how to think about these particular areas. That really gives you um, a language and a way of thinking about a topic which helps you to think about new types of architectures. And that's one thing we've seen from people doing well-architected reviews, that once you've done your first well-architected review, it will help you to understand how to improve that architecture. But it also informs how you build future architectures because you learn new techniques and ways of thinking about things. Hence why I suggest that people dive straight in and actually read the papers and use the tooling, because even by doing that, you'll find that you'll pick up techniques and, and tools and ways of doing things that can help you build better architectures. That's great advice because it, it really is a, a learning tool as well as a, a review tool, which is which is very powerful. So if you want more information, the place to get it is aws.amazon.com forward slash well-architected. And that has uh, some free training. It has all the uh, white papers. It has videos, demos, etc. And of course, you can jump into the console and use the tool as well within your AWS account. Fitz, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and sharing that all with us. You're very welcome. I look forward to visiting you in a, in a short while again and uh, updating you on what we've been doing. Love to have you on again. That'd be great. And thanks everyone for listening. We do love to get your feedback. AWS podcast at amazon.com is the place to do that. And until next time, keep on building.